Hey, hey, welcome to a brand new episode of Straight Up Show Podcast. I am your host, Calvin, and we are slowly winding down to the end of the season. Uh, man, we've had some phenomenal guests, and we share some crazy stories and some heartwarming stories, too. Uh, today, if y'all have not been, the, the movies this year and going into next year, uh, 2023, it's 2022 when this recording happened, but this has been a somewhat okay year of movies. Uh, my, of course, my favorite movie this year has definitely been uh, Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever. And uh, this movie really, it, it, it was very well directed. And as you know, if you're a fan of our show, uh, we've actually done an episode to pay tribute to the uh, Chadwick Boseman about his passing. So uh, we love that movie, Black Panther, love Ryan Coogler. Uh, and we are a big fan of the movie. Shout out to our friends from The Real Inspector, Mitch and Cody. Uh, but this this year going into the next year, I'm a big Marvel geek. I love movies and stuff like that. So today we have somebody that has been in Wakanda forever and a number of other movies, too. Uh, this person is definitely uh, a close friend of mine. Uh, probably one of the funniest persons that you would never think is. But one of the funniest people I've met. Uh, so without further ado, help me welcome Mr. Tim J. Smith. Tim, how you doing, sir? I'm good, Calvin. How are you, man? Always great to talk to you. Yes, sir. And once again, thank you so much for coming on the Strap Show podcast. Hey, always a pleasure, man. Yeah. So first off, Tim, you know, I got to tell you, Tim is the king of like you were like the number one prisoner of Facebook jail. <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing pretty good lately. Uh, like I know ways up to avoid it now. Like uh, if they flag you for something, mm -hmm. they give you a list of like reasons of why you don't think you should be locked up for it. If you click on the one that says, I've seen something like this on Facebook, nine times out of 10, they, they let you go. Okay. All right. Well, Facebook secrets from Tim yeah. J. Smith. I, I said... Take that note because, like, man, the stuff you post on Facebook is the like to me, it's better than any kind of Facebook influencer. It, it is the funniest. <laughs> like, I think my, we got the, the best. <laughs> my philosophy, man, if it, if it makes me laugh, I, I instantly share it, <laughs> like, without thinking twice. <laughs> like, you know, me, like, I'll share stuff, like, I'll say, hey, Tim, this might be a little too dark for my audience. <laughs> 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 but no uh but tim is definitely a good friend of mine uh he is uh, a phenomenal person uh before we can start Tim, just tell people you know uh, who you are a little bit about you and what did you do mm -hmm. well uh i grew up in small town benton louisiana and i lived most of my adult life in shreveport and um uh, i've been a full-time actor and stuntman for the last 14 years now and I love it I can't see myself doing anything else and I love to talk to people about it to have questions so that's the reason why I'm here you know and man let me tell y'all this 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 episode has been let's see 2011 so that's almost 10 years in the making Tim like over 10 years <laughs> in the making because I've known him for a long time and and Tim, I'm going to share the story with you. I don't know if you noticed or not, but I think I've told you before. So uh, I went to school. We went to the same school called Bipsy. Uh, but part of my classes I took was editing and video editing with Miss Paula Kazuba. 
uh, as a guest on the show as well. Uh, but so we would take different movies shot because every summer uh, our school does like a, a, a summer movie. And I those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so but part of the class was to take these old vintage footage from these summer movies that other students did in the previous past, whatever. And our, our job was to sit there kind of like dissect and edit it. And so I knew about Tim because I used to be a DJ around the way and stuff like that. And, you know, I forgot how we met, honestly, but uh, but I would see this and then all of a sudden I, I pick one random movie. I'm over here just cutting, learning how to paste and edit and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden I just see this guy with short hair. I said, wait a minute, no beard. I'm like, they, they can't be, they, yeah. they can't be Tim. It was before the dreadlocks, long time ago, huh? Yeah, so like, I'm just trying to figure out, is that where you first got into acting or like, how did you get into like what you do right now? So um, back in 2005, um, there was a lot of film production in New Orleans. And when Hurricane Katrina happened, they had to stay in the state to take advantage of the tax incentive. So all of their business came to Shreveport. And I was in school, like majoring in theater because I knew I wanted to be an actor when I was in school. And um, I saw a news bulletin came on TV saying, uh, we need extras to sign up for this movie called Roadhouse 2, sequel to the Patrick Swayze movie. They're like, all right, just uh, fill out some paperwork, bring a non-returnable picture. And if we like you, we'll call you. So I went to the thing, filled out my paper, brought a picture from a disposable camera because back then we didn't have smartphones. You know, this was back in ancient times, you know. And a few days after that, they called me and I ended up being like a featured extra. So yeah, I thought I was big time back then because <laughs> I didn't know anything. I was brand new. So from there, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to be in this business. So I knew being an extra is like, start ground level that's where you start out at and from there you work your way up so i started taking classes um i started to network learning everything i could about i even took jobs working with the crew so i know what everybody on set was doing and one thing i got myself an agent uh, then i got a little taste of stunt work and then everything just kind of snowballed from there and been full time since 2008 now so you've been full-time since since before i got in college wow that's because so the work that i worked on for your work in college so that like how'd you get into like was it the bipsy movie how'd that kind of inspire you or like oh how'd, they, how'd you get into like that i don't remember the teacher's name nice lady with red hair i remember and it's by holding peggy by her i yeah. would know her face if i seen her yeah but um they were having auditions for the, and I was like, yeah, I need material for my reel. I need experience. So let me all for it. And I ended up getting this part of a character named Lawnmower. Uh, pretty quick part, easy. And I met a lot of good people there and it's fun looking back on it. I was a fresh 19 years old back then. And now I'm about to be 37 this weekend. He was nine. He was nineteen when you did that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Man, and like th that makes me. I love to see 
one thing about you, Tim, and like this is gonna be a very personal episode because I, I know him. Uh one thing about me to see to see you in that that video that I edited in college to where you are now, that is a true like inspiration because you and I tell people all the time, especially because people say, I want, I want to do a podcast. I want to do a podcast. I'm like, all right, well, the number one thing about doing a podcast is that you have to be consistent. You got to be, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like people don't understand the consistency does is the key. So to see you from being 19, which I, I now know to where you are now, it's like, man, like you were really grinding. You were really, really working. And the thing about this, this is the biggest elephant. And we talked about this on our, on our show. I said, I did a documentary on it, but what really pisses me off is Tyrese. <laughs> and you know where I'm going with this, right? I remember and, that video. And if for the people that don't know this video, Tim, can you tell people about where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it the one about finding, yes. finding somebody in Shreveport? Yeah. Um, like, honestly, I wasn't that bothered by it because I know what he meant. He was like, all right. Um, he was saying, like, if you stay doing small town things, like, your chances of being seen are going to be low. Like, eventually, you got to go to a bigger market. So that's what he really meant. So I don't know if he was taking a shot at somebody he knows from Shreveport when he said that. That might have been it. But... um yeah, I, I understood what he was saying, but he could have said it differently. You know? Yeah, and uh-huh. and every time I hear that, right, I always think about you, <laughs> always, because, you know, Tim, fill in the blank for me. You've been in blank feature films. Oof. Acting and stunts combined is more than 100 now. More than 100. Yeah. And you're from... Benton, well, uh, S, you, you from the we call it the SBC. You from yeah. the SBC. You from three one eight. Three one eight. Yeah. And even with all your success right now, you still reside in three one eight. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know that because uh, my bad. Sorry. When I oh no no it's cool because like, <laughs> like when I see an old friend from high school that I maybe run into in the grocery store or something, they'll be like, "How long are you in town for?" I'm like, "I still live here." <laughs> And, yeah. and that, that to me, that kind of shows you how like humble you are. And I want like, I, and like, I was going to say this to later on in the show, but I, I want to know like right now, like what's, cause I really, cause I still, I get a lot of like criticism for being out here where I'm at and not, and leaving Shreveport and just leaving the home and stuff like that. But you are somebody that says, you know what? I can be successful and still come back home. Like, mm-hmm. what was your decision on having all this success in Hollywood right now and you come back home and you still make the SBC part of your home? Mm-hmm. Well, with this business, you can pretty much live anywhere. Like, everybody thinks you have to live in Los Angeles or New York City or anywhere where they do a lot of filming at. Not necessarily, because a lot of actors don't live in LA or New York because most projects that are filmed don't even shot there. They're shot all over the place. So you fly there, drive there, however you get there, do your thing and you go back to where you live at. So that's a good thing. Cause I know eventually we're gonna go somewhere else. But the fact that I've done this much still living in Shreveport, that's 
something to be proud of. You know? Do you think that has it been like a challenge for you to actually like stay in Shreveport? I know you say you have to travel and drive a lot, but has it been challenging for you to actually like just do your work that you're still doing right now and still live in Shreveport? Uh, it hasn't been hard at all, really, because nowadays pretty much all auditions are done remotely. Like we get to tape them, edit it together and send it back to them. Like I haven't done an in-person audition in almost three years now. Everything has been on tape. Yeah. Is it because of COVID restrictions and stuff like that or? COVID was a big uh, like factor that made that happen, you know, but uh, since COVID's kind of on the downhill now, it's just so convenient that most casting directors are just sticking to that. And we love it because I don't have to travel to do a five minute audition. Yeah. Okay, well, man. And like, I know I know, I have a friend, he's uh, working at Tyler Perry Studios and he says, man, they're still, even though COVID is still gone and they still have like heavy, heavy COVID restrictions now. Yeah, like we're one of the last businesses that's still doing it. And it can get frustrating sometimes because uh, it's like, you have to test to get on set. And I've never missed any work for testing positive for anything, but I can see how frustrating that would be if you got a big job lined up and you can't even go because you got popped for COVID. Man, like y'all, he, he's been doing it. And we're going to have a little bit more with Tim J. Smith, Mr. Actor, Stunt Double, a good friend of mine on the other side of the break. Make sure you stay tuned to the Straight Up Show podcast. I think straight up means to be able to speak in a way that is straight up, to be honest and to speak your truth. Raw, uncut, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's blunt, you know, straight to the point, this is what it is. It's just a place to be open and honest, and that's what I appreciate most about it. And it provides a place for community members to come together and just be straight up with each other about things that are going on in the world because it affects all of us. Uh, unfiltered, raw, with all the cursing that Calvin does. Straight up is just being real, telling it, telling it like it is, you know, um, being you. Being solid, being who you are, no matter what it is, no matter what situation you're faced with, right? This is who you are. It really, it really speaks to me saying it is what it is and it ain't what it ain't, straight up. Hey, Sarah, now's not a good time. What's this? You said you would come along. I did. CIS, I'm gonna need you to stand up, sir. Hey, stop! Freeze! All right, welcome back to the Strive Show podcast. Today, I have a good friend of mine, Mr. Tim J. Smith. Tim, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hey, my pleasure, man. And this this Love might thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I, I I know you're my friend, you're my boy, but honestly, I, I was kind of hoping they didn't pick Mahershala Ali uh for Blade. You know, I was kind of hoping <laughs> because you remember why I said it because you you did cosplay one day or there was a one Halloween, right? It's Blade. It was Halloween. And I was like, Halloween, right? Uh-huh. And you pulled off Blade. <laughs> yeah, I was like, let me reinvent Blade and give him dreadlocks, and it worked. But uh I don't know if the Marvel executives would have accepted that. 
Yeah, man. And speaking of Marvel, he is uh, one of the actors in the brand new Marvel uh, Wakanda Forever. And we're going to talk about that a little later on. But man, uh, Tim, he's been in the business for how long now? It'll be 15 years in April. 15 years. Oh, look at that, man. Just mm-hmm. killing it. And he started in our hometown. All right. Well, well, our home area uh, and the Shreveport Bossier area, which is, you know, people criticize our hometown, but you know, there are some stars out there, man. And Tim J. Smith is definitely one of the ones. I think Tim, because people don't know you uh, like I do for the most part. And like, just I always think about where I first saw you do work. Uh, and to see you come from 19 years old and be, me being in college, editing your work, and to see, and I'm just randomly watching TV or watching like a, you know, a CSI or something. And, and I, I see a guy with dreadlocks getting chased. And I'm, like, Wait a <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, that's Tim. And you've done so much work that now just to randomly see you on TV or screen, it's like, wait a minute, that, that can't be Tim. Let me rewind. That is Tim. <laughs> and so like- Surprise. Surprise, like, and think about Tim is, and I'm pretty sure there's uh, a lot of secrecy that you have to keep as an actor, uh, but you you hide it so well as an actor because nobody knew you was on Wakanda forever. Nobody knew that you was doing this. No, I'm like, because Tim lives his life as a normal person, you know, just a normal person. Like, what is Tim doing? Oh, Tim's been gone. He's in, he's in Scandinavia today. Where, where's, where, where's Tim at? So, you know, man, to see you do work, man. So once again, you have been an inspiration to me to see oh, the groundwork. Man. I'm telling you, man, to see the man. groundwork. And, you know, on this podcast, we preach consistency, you know. Uh, so Tim is somebody that puts the work in. So I had to, before this podcast, uh, you know, this is our final season, before we leave, I had to have you on this show. Uh, I want to apologize because in my previous profession, uh, which you know about, I couldn't interview you the way I wanted to interview you. Uh, because you know politics, but that's that's a Shreveport issue that they're worried about. But anyway, but I couldn't interview you. Yeah, they're lost. But I could interview you and give you the proper news story so that I could be myself with this platform to interview you. Because like I said, this has been a ten-year interview and a making. So, um, man, so I'm proud of you. So I've seen you post videos of your work and what you've been doing. Like compared to what's the difference between acting and doing stunts like what's your what's more of your style and what do you prefer mm-hmm. well acting is my first love always has been always will be and stunts kind of happen i'll tell you the story how i was working on this movie called mad money back in 2007 i was a stand-in and the actor i stood in for his name is roger cross and uh, he played like Queen Latifah's love interest in the movie. And we got to know each other because we were working together every day, me being a stand-in, and we would hang out offset. So I just asked him one day, I was like, Roger, man, tell me your story. Like, how'd you get to where you are? Because before that movie, he had done several seasons of that show, 24, that used to come on. So he was like, yeah, back in the day, uh, I was on a show working as a stuntman, and director gave me lines and he thought I was pretty good at it. So he was like, hey man, you should like, look into acting. So I was like, you got to where you are now from doing stunts first, light bulb. <laughs> so 
that's what inspired me to do it. And I've always been real physical, like playing sports and like doing a lot of st stuff with my body and also I was like, all right, let's check this out. And I started going after it in like 2007. And I got my first stunt job in 2008. So it took me a, a whole year of hustling to get that first one. And the plan has worked like, cause it's opened up a lot of doors for me as an actor because some of the acting jobs I've gotten, I got because like I could also do the stunt as well. So it's like being a dual threat. You can act and do the action, like producers like that. I, I think one of the first stunts I seen was when you were set on fire. And I was yeah. like, bro, uh, yeah, I knew it was you because like, I saw your dreadlock. I was like, wait a minute, that can't be, that's it. Is that, was it, was that Drive Angry you were on fire? No, it was actually a movie called um, Seconds Apart. Like, okay. I was actually, uh, I don't double very often because because I have so much hair. Now I'm not going to cut it. It's like, I normally don't work as a stunt double. That's why I get a lot of my own character parts. But I was doubling Orlando Jones. Remember, uh, mm, I know exactly who he professor is. Professor from uh, from Drumline. From Drumline, yeah. 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 It was a scene he got set on fire. It was actually me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so can you just give us maybe, in a nutshell, movie wise, maybe give us ten movies you've been in. Oh, all right. Um, let me just start whatever pops in my head first. Uh, both the Black Panthers. Uh, Oblivion with Tom Cruise. That's been my favorite one so far. Uh, yeah, there was Drive Angry with Nicolas Cage a long time ago. Uh, been on NCIS New Orleans. Um, this is always a tough one because all of them hit you at the same time. It's like, which one do I pluck out of there? Um, I've done Fantastic Four. The one with Michael B. Jordan. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Cloak and Dagger. It's another Marvel series. And you went Dota on that one. I remember Dota Shots, Dota Flakes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So yeah, like I have to pull up my own IMDb to remember a lot of this stuff because over time, you're like, oh, I worked on that. I, oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Like I know all. <laughs> I feel like a bad friend, man. Cause I know all the movies you got killed in. So I'm like, you that's, got, <laughs> you got shot joke, in this man. movie. Like, my friends be like, you gonna stay alive this time? I'm like, I'm trying. Cause I know you got killed in Snitch, right? Yeah, that's another one, yeah. Man, the Snitch, when you got killed, I was like, man, that was, wow. And you always get shot, man, like what? <laughs> have you have you done a role to where you died where you didn't get shot? I've been stabbed, been shot many times, mm -hmm. uh, blown up, like vaporized. Uh, I haven't been choked. Yeah, there's several ways I haven't been taken out yet. So I'm sure they're coming though. And you said that Oblivion has been your favorite movie so far that you've been in? Yeah, just the time we had on set with that one because mm the amount of people on the movie was small. Like there was only six actors in the whole movie. Yeah, so it was like Tom Cruise, Morgan Freeman. Uh, yeah, a few other people and the stunt crew. So it was real, real, real tight. 
because you know um and maybe you can kind of which this is no no shot at your profession but our state in louisiana and because you know tim knows I'm, I'm political a lot but we cut education costs for you know hollywood movies and stuff like that which is good for you in a, in a way but because you were home-based in louisiana when we have those move, when you have those movies that are in state, is that more easy for you to get those roles now, or what? Does that really help you out? Oh, like for them financially, it does because they get tax credits on, like bringing people that are from Louisiana onto the production. But I don't limit myself to just Louisiana. Like I'll go anywhere and everywhere, and I've been all over. I've just done most here in Louisiana because this is where I live. That's that's crazy because like I know that um like I said we we got mutual friends like Dothier and stuff like that. I didn't know Chicago was a big place for filming too. And yeah, I they got a few series up there and yeah, every now and then they do a big feature. I, I have to ask this question though. Like, are you are you opposed to doing a Tyler Perry movie? Not at all. Okay. <laughs> have you worked on the set of the, the lot? Have you seen it yet? Or I've been there like cause for uh Wakanda Forever. Oh yeah, where right. the production office was. And we had to go there for fittings and COVID tests. So I've been to the studio a bunch. How was that studio like? I just wonder, is it really as big as people really kind of say it is or? It is. And it's cool. Cause like all the stages are named after like famous black actors. It's like mm. the, the Denzel Washington stage two and Oprah Winfrey Sh stage. And shout, out, shout out to your dad, by the way. Yeah, Pops is right. It's Pops. Tim's <laughs> <laughs> right. Let me tell you how funny Tim is, man. Like every Father's Day, yeah, <laughs> he dedicates his Father's Day to Tim, to Denzel Washington. Mm -hmm. I'm telling y'all, man. Like Tim is like it's it's hard to make me laugh, but for somebody that's not even a comedian, like this dude would have you rolling, man. I'm telling you, like thinking since you are a funny guy and looking at you at first glance, especially doing your work. You wouldn't think that you're funny, but have you ever thought about doing like comedies at all or what? I actually just did one earlier this year. Yeah. Is, and, is it uh, out now or you can't say? Oh, it's not out yet, but uh, a lot of people are going to know what it is when it does come out because it's a sequel to a very popular comedy from back in the late 90s. Okay. Okay. Uh, I cannot and, wait. Well, if you ask about it, I'll tell you. Like, um, you remember the movie Half Baked? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll be in half baked too. Okay, yeah. I see. I yeah. did hear about the sequel. I uh -huh. did hear about the sequel. Okay. Okay. So that was fun to actually do some comedy because I love it so much. And once I got that role, I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, man. And so you talked about like you never cutting your hair and stuff like that. And we're gonna kind of dive into the part of like getting into acting and like some of the misconceptions that people may have, like. When it comes to you itself, like uh, you don't want to cut. I know, like, because I was in, I was in, uh, I was in the drive anger. I was in, uh, what's the one shot in Bozier with the White House? Uh, Olympus oh, is falling. Olympus is falling. Yeah. And I was in Straw Dogs. So one of the questions, I think it was like, uh, I think Gloria Sarcassin at the time. I think I could be wrong. It's been a long time. But I, I, I don't, and I was in the Lifetime movie Queen Size. But one of the things they ask you, like, which I kind of was like thrown off. Are you willing to get naked? I'm like, wait, what? 
I'm like, is that a real question from casting? Like, yeah. Like, so with you, they have, with casting, there's so much specifics that they ask you about casting, like, and you, you know, you get to dreadlocks. Is, does that help or is it, has that hurt you at all from the way you look or keeping in shape and stuff like that? How does it help you or benefit you? It's it's done both because, um, like, when I first started growing my hair, it was tough because I knew I wanted to grow it out. And I would get asked a lot of times, like, would you cut it for this? And it would break my heart and I have to be like, no, I can't do it because I knew I wanted to grow it out. So it pretty much took me out of like doing military films uh, and period films where dreadlocks weren't really a thing. Like let's say a movie back in like the 1800s or something. I can't do it. And military, of course. But in, at the same time, it's helped a lot because um, it's not many actors out there that have dreadlocks. So it kind of put me in a little side category. And they love it in a fight scene because if I take a punch, they just love the hair flying everywhere. So it has its advantages. <laughs> and, and and it really does have advantages when I saw Wakanda Forever. And I knew it was specific with seeing you, you were you were in whatever, right? So when I saw you, I'm over here fanboying like, they're gonna tell, they're gonna tell. Like, just like <laughs> so that does help you out. So um, getting into it right now, like somebody like who's an average Joe, right? And they say, okay, well, because out here in Dallas, everybody's a superstar. Everybody wants to be, uh, you know, and of course, like you said, people are going to Hollywood and thinking that they have to go to Hollywood to be an actor. Like, what's some of your advice to the average Joe on how to first get started into a movie mm-hmm. or to acting, period? Uh, sign up to be a background actor. Because, like I say, that's bottom of the totem pole, entry level. And you get to kind of sit back and see, see how everything's done. And I always say, if you can survive that, like you can make it to the top because a lot of times it's, it's not fun. It's long hours. Like you're kind of maybe disrespected because you're at the bottom of the totem pole. You just herded around like cattle all day. But the ones that stick it out and really want to do it and move up in the business, like they will. And that's the best place to start. And I think a lot of people think that they, you get overnight success because yeah. we are in a generation to where we want success right away, you know, mm-hmm. and people are doing TikToks and stuff like that. First off, a side note, people that do get famous like quickly off of like social media and stuff like that. Does that bother any of y'all other actors at all or what? Oh, it can because like there's so many people out there that's been busting ass for years. And then like somebody that just got famous on YouTube or TikTok six months ago or getting the roles that they're auditioning for because of their following. It's like, it can be, but at the same time, hey, you can't knock their hustle. They, they're making it happen. No. Yeah. How, how important, like, because I think a lot of people, don't, they don't understand, like, because, you know, so, besides the people that get famous off YouTube and stuff, when we did Straw Dogs, uh, that was my first time, because, I mean, when I, did, when I did Queen Size, I didn't know that one scene can take a whole day. Oh, yeah. Straw Dogs, that was my first feature, like, major feature that I had a speaking role in. Okay. So that that one's special to me. Mm-hmm. And but yeah. And I remember it takes a like, long time to film some scenes. Like 
that was crazy. We did the uh, my scene was the one at the football game uh, at Parkway, mm-hmm. and we just had to do the same thing over and over and over. And like, as an actor, you know, you've been this fifteen years. Does that not get you? Know, I know you, you love it, but like, does it not get tedious for you at all, or what? Uh, no, because after a while, you just kind of go on autopilot, and you just keep reminding yourself that, hey, I'm grateful to be here. So whether we do it in one take or 25 takes, however many you need. So I'm doing this background acting, I'm getting my extra stuff going on. At what point as an actor uh, or as a background actor, should I start looking for an agent? Uh, I would say once you start like learning how to actually act on camera, like after you've taken a few classes, because it's not just having the talent of being an actor. There's a lot of technicalities you got to learn too. So taking on-camera audition classes, um, learning about camera angles and all to make you better. And once you get to the point where you think, all right, I'm good enough to where an agent's going to want to sign me and start sending me on auditions to where I can book these jobs and start making them money. They don't get paid until you do. What's something that the agents are looking for when they are looking for, or because I know that because I know that a lot of agencies are, they have a bad stigma about being corrupt and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What are some things that they look for, and what are some things that people should avoid? Uh, when you're looking into an agency, of course, look at their reputation, because uh, word of mouth goes a long way, and also look at their clients. Like if they got a, several clients that look like you like look somewhere else because unless you're just that much better than those clients, they're gonna send those same clients out for the same roles you're going up for and probably send them out first because they they know them better. So the more unique you are, the better. What's been the longest project that you've worked on? Uh, this film called Battle Los Angeles. Ooh, that was... Yeah. Man. Yeah, I was on there for like three and a half months. Man, that was that was a traffic nightmare. Cause that was <laughs> that, 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 that was shot in our hometown. So that's why I, I know. Yeah. Like we started it in Shreveport and then took it to Baton Rouge to finish it off. Man, that was a crazy movie. <laughs> My bad. I was thinking about just, I always think about I-49, just hearing explosions and stuff like that on 49. And, and, and coming from where we come from, it's kind of like, is it real or what? You yeah. know what I mean? Only in Shreveport is the only place they could actually get a piece of the interstate shut down for weeks to shoot on it. It's like months, man. Like, geez. And then you're hearing gunshots and stuff. You're like, oh, man, what's going on in Shreveport? Oh, man, we were shooting so much on that. <laughs> Every day so, they were just sweeping up shell cases. Every day. That was a crazy scene. Y'all, y'all, we're going to have a little bit more with Tim J. Smith on the other side of the break. Make sure you stay tuned to the Strave Show podcast. If you're a fan of our show, you know we take pride in being from Louisiana. From our show's colors to our conversations about food, we love our home state. And since it's Mardi Gras season, the Straight Up Show podcast now has exclusive Louisiana Pride merchandise at our online store. Just visit our website, straightupshowpodcast.com. That's S-T-R, the number eight, showpodcast.com. Shirts start as low as $19.99. And remember, laissez le bon temps rouler. 
videos and images displayed all across the world cannot fully express what the people of Ukraine are going through. This senseless act of terrorism has cost many their lives and forced millions of Ukrainians out of their homes. Yet it's the Ukrainians' pride and resiliency that has inspired the entire world. So we here at Straight Up ask you to stand for freedom, stand for human rights, but most importantly, join us as we stand with Ukraine. Everybody out there, I'm Sutan Salahuddin. From Southside, season three is out right now on HBO Max. Make sure you tune in and make sure you tune into the Straight Up Podcast show whenever you are online. Peace. You ain't Lester? No. Lester couldn't make it. You got my paper? I got your paper, player. What is this? It's your paper. My money better be outside your trunk. Or what? Man, it's about to get killed today. All right, welcome back to the Australia Show podcast. I'm your host, Calvin. I am joined by the Mr. Talented himself, Mr. Tim J. Smith. Hey, if you don't know who he is, I'm pretty sure you have seen him in a lot of movies that you like. Because, like, to me, to sit there and be at home watching TV or watching a movie and see him, he has been doing a lot of work. So, uh, and he's come on our podcast today. So once again, Tim, thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. Hey, thank you for having me, Calvin. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. And if you have listened, he's worked with Tom Cruise. He's worked with Morgan Freeman. He's worked with, uh, man, just a lot of people. But one person that he's worked with, which we talked about, uh, was Mr. Chadwick Boseman. And one of the most grossing films uh, since I've been alive. Black Panther franchise and Tim um, right now as it's recording uh, Wakanda Forever just released which you have been a part of which which I like a fan a fanboy was like they go Tim they go Tim you know in the movie theater shout out to my cousin Daz right next to me but to see you on the film like man of this powerful movie you know just tell us on both movies what was your experience like working in this historical and cultural movie? Well, like with the first one, we knew it would do well, but we had no idea it would be such a cultural hit that it was. So when all of that was happening, it was just blowing everybody's mind, especially like seeing our people show up to the movie theater, dress like coming to America and all, it was just a lot of fun. Um, and then the way it just dominated the box office, that blew us all away. So coming into the second one, like it was a different vibe because we knew it was more of a tribute to Chadwick and we knew it would do well. And it was cool. Like every day on set, Ryan Coogler had on this pendant with Chadwick's face on it. Like, and it just felt real family oriented. Like everybody was chill and we were like, we're doing this for him. And 
you know, I've seen a lot of, lot of yours and other actors behind the scenes stuff like the costumes and stuff. And you and tell people your role in the movie, by the way. What's what's your role in the movie? I am one of Mbaku's Jabari warriors. Um, and the particular scene that we spent five weeks filming is towards the end of the movie where the telecon are attacking us. And you can see in the trailer the scene where the, the Dora jump off the side of the ship and they're fighting off the telecon that are climbing up. Well, they're attached to these ropes that the Jabari are holding. And eventually Mbaku tells us to pull him up. And like, you'll see me in the scene pulling my door back up on the boat. And how, how was the how was filming it? Because in the movie, you know, we see a certain way, but how was you said it took five weeks to film that scene? I was only there for five weeks, but they had been doing some before I got there and even after I left. So just my little piece. Yeah, that part we filmed for maybe three weeks, but we rehearsed for two weeks first. So I was there for five weeks total. Was it difficult to do that? Because I mean, just to see this, because in the movie, it's in an angle, you know, you guys are sliding down and stuff like that. Like, was it, was that difficult to do that or? Oh, like, I mean, Marvel, they go all out. Um, the ship itself was just this big platform they built up and they just surrounded blue screen. And for the scenes where we were going into the water, it was just a slanted piece to look like the side of the ship and we were going into a pool. Luckily, the water was warm because it was <laughs> in October, so it was starting to get cold outside. So y'all filmed this October uh, 2021? Yeah. Okay. Compared to this movie to the first movie, what's the biggest difference that you noticed? Besides Chadwick, of course. Uh, like the first one was your typical superhero movie. Had a bad villain, nice superhero, this one is more of like a, a life experience, like what it's like to deal with grief and what it's like to, well, I don't want to say this part because it's going to give away something, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's more of a life experience type of movie <laughs> with superhero things mixed into it, you know? Like I said, man, I couldn't leave that movie without seeing your name and credits, man. Because, <laughs> like, because to me, like, Tim is somebody that's, like I said, we have a long history. But like I said, just to see your name on the big screen, man, part of a historic movie, like, that just, man, that just makes me good knowing I'm a good friend of yours or your friend of yours <laughs> to sit there and just say, you know what? That's the dude that I edit his videos to see him on the big screen right now. <laughs> and, uh, but, like, is this gonna? Is this the only Marvel movie you've been a part of, or besides Cloak uh, and Dagger? I know, but that's like a TV show. It's definitely the biggest Marvel project I've been a part of. But uh, yeah, Cloak and Dagger was a TV show, and years ago I worked on the the latest Fantastic Four, which didn't do too well, but it was still fun to work on. So I know you got Oblivious as your your biggest movie, but. Like, where, did you ever work with, did you ever meet Chadwick or did you see, like, uh, or talk to him at all? Um, we never worked together, like, directly together. Um, I saw him in a restaurant before we started shooting, though. And so, I, unfortunately, I never got to shake his hand, but I always heard stories about how cool he was. 
And like, you could just tell from his demeanor how nice he was. So I know you you liked working with Tom Cruise and Morgan Freeman, but outside those, who were some of your favorite celebrities that you've worked with? Uh, let's see, yeah, Tom Cruise was real nice. So all the stuff you hear about him in the tabloids, don't believe it. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, Morgan Freeman was nice and very funny. Like I didn't expect him to be that funny. <laughs> um, who else was real cool? Yeah, somebody who's like one of my good friends to this day. Remember uh, the kid from the Free Willy movies? Uh, forget his name, but I know you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, his name is Jason Richter. Like, we're really good friends. Oh, yeah. we, we're always sending each other funny stuff on social media. So, yeah, we, we keep in touch. <laughs> Man, that is crazy. So, like, as an actor, you know, in the business right now, and with, you know, COVID going on, that happened and stuff like that, uh, do you see like especially with this whole thing with the Oscars and stuff like that going on and uh, the state of acting right now what do you think it is right now especially with there's more streaming it was for you it's beneficial but like you know do you think that it's going to be easier for you now for movies or what do you think oh well there's so much more content platforms out there now so much more things are being made so I think it's a good time to be in because there's so much being made to where it increases your chances of booking more work. And what do you think that a lot of people, especially who are trying to get into the business, what are some of the biggest misconceptions that you can think of? Uh, that something's going to happen overnight because you're good looking or you're super talented, like, it's always been about timing. It's a right place, right time type of business. So whenever you hear about somebody being an overnight success, it's just because they were at the right place at the right time. But a lot of people that you see working all the time, they spent years grinding before they got there, which is the majority. And yeah, you, you, my friend, 15 years, man, jeez, you've been You've been grinding, which is which is crazy. Like, you guys should give a shot because I know you and Dothar. So I'm like, to see both of y'all have the success y'all are having, like, I'm like, man, like, I want to see y'all two in a movie together. Like, that, that's what I have. Y'all ever done a movie together? Like, besides, like, uh, 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 Cloak and Dagger? We've worked on the same projects, but I don't think we've ever, like, been on screen together yet. Yeah, that, yeah, that'd be kind of cool because it's like, oh man, you got the Shreveport actors together in, in, a, in a scene, so that's pretty cool. Have you, have you speaking of as a stunt double or a stunt, uh, stunt actor, have you ever gotten hurt at all? Like, if you had like, a serious injury at all? Oh, uh, about the worst I've had is a separated shoulder, and um, it was one grade below, below being the grade to where I would have had to have surgery to have it fixed. So I had a grade two. So luckily I was just able to put it in the sling for a few weeks and it healed on its own. But other than that, I haven't been sidelined. For for those who don't know, because I can keep bragging about y'all alone, man. But for those who don't know you and uh, at the end of all this, what does Tim J. Smith want his legacy to be in his career field? Oh, uh, I'll tell you a story. Um, when I was 14, like I tragically lost one of my cousins. And my aunt, his mother, 
she went, a friend of hers, like to get her out of the house, took her to the movies to see Kings of Comedy. Like this was the year 2000, that's when they came out. And I remember her saying, uh, as bad as she was feeling, she had just lost her only child, tragically. While she was watching that movie, she laughed and laughed and laughed and like forgot about all the trouble she was going through. And that stuck with me. I'm like, if I could be a part of something or do it for a living to where I can help people forget, forget about their problems, even if it's just for an hour and a half watching the movie, like that just feels good to where you can help provide people with an escape. So entertaining, I feel like that's why I'm here on earth. Wow. That's that's deep, man. And, and you, like sorry. you see, like that's why I'm always posting funny stuff on social media. Like while somebody's laughing at that meme or that video, they temporarily forget about something hard they're going through. And admittedly, that is true because you know, mm -hmm. like just waking up after a bad night, bro, just looking at like your your cause your feed is the first one that comes in my I don't know why, but every morning. I always get your your name on my feed, and it's not. I don't have your alerts on you, nothing like that. It's just you're always the first person. Uh, keep it going. I, I keep it going. So you keep it going. But you're right, man, because you know, uh, as and coming from where we come from, you know, you come from being a comfort report, but like coming from where we come from, we know how uh, the negativity can be around where we come from, mm -hmm. and to see you grind it out and coming you know to see the consistency of you that's an inspiration to me and the thing about it with you is is that you're humble throughout all of this you know you don't have a big head and uh you don't have any arrogance to you so and trust me i've interviewed different celebrities especially on this platform that hasn't been as nice you know what i mean and uh you definitely have been humble and you've been very uh you hold yourself now now that you're a dad you know, that's even more inspiration because, you know, you shout out to, you know, the new baby, you know, oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> and to see you like become a dad now. And that's even more inspiration as a, you know, big brother, little brother type thing, because I'm like, man, you know what, you know, and to hear stories about, you know, what fatherhood means to you, you know what I mean? And that really is an inspiration to me and it keeps me going. So, you know, I want to give you your flowers and use my platform after 10 years to try to give you this, you know what? Big bro, I look up to you, man. Like, thank you for the inspiration because, you know, I always get questioned what I'm doing. Is it right? You know what I mean? And, you know, I have people back home that kind of tell me, you know, differently. So to see you do it, to go back to where you are and say, you know what? I'm still here. I'm still humble, but I'm still going to shine no matter what. So thank you, bro, for uh, definitely being a true inspiration to me and other people around you, too. Oh, man, I that never gets old. And I really appreciate it, man. I always tell people, it's like, you gotta stay humble because as hard as it took to get it, as soon as you start getting a big head and taking it for granted, it can be snatched away instantly. Like years of work can just be gone like that. Yeah. If you, yeah. If you like don't treat it right and start treating other people wrong. It's like, uh, I saw a quote the other day that stuck with me. It said, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's deep. I like that. Yeah, I'm going to steal that from you. <laughs> <laughs> Tim J. Smith, man, actor, stunt, stunt actor. Uh, so what's next for Tim J. Smith? What, what's coming up next for you in 2023? What we got? 
oh, it's going to be fun next year. Um, there's Half-Baked 2. Remember the Half-Baked with Dave mm -hmm. Chappelle back in 98? That's coming out. I'll be in Half-Baked 2. Um, but my biggest job of the year is a TV series called Parish. Uh, it'll be on AMC. Um, don't know when it's coming out next year. We just finished shooting it in November, which was yesterday. <laughs> but it wrapped up in early November. Uh, I play a character called Blessing. I did four episodes. So I'm hoping that one really opens up a lot of doors because I spent a lot of time on it and had a lot of fun with it. I'm looking forward to this half-baked because I have to see you in a comedy row. Like that's going to make me... <laughs> it's going to too. That's going to make it's me a... like, man... I gotta see it, man, y'all. This is this is the this is the secret secretive funniest person I've ever met. Because if you see him at first glance, you wouldn't think he is. But he is probably the funniest person on social media, in my opinion. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Tim J. Smith, how can people reach out to you and kind of connect with you and follow you and follow all your projects? What you're doing? Oh, uh, IG will be the easiest one. Um, it's a uh, Timbo Slice 1985 is my handle. All right. So, yeah, when something's coming out, yeah, I post it on there. And of course, that's where I post a lot of my memes too. So <laughs> the meme can't get everybody. Hey, Tim, mm -hmm. thank you once again for coming on the Strategy Show podcast. Hey, man, you definitely have been an inspiration for you to me. And like, I want to just give you flowers, man, because like I said, man, you really have shown growth and inspiration so bro once again thank you so much for coming on the show my pleasure calvin anytime you want to have me back just let me know i'll make time for you yes sir and if you missed all the information we'll have tim's information on the ticket below if you're listening we'll have it in the show description until then that's the end of our show make sure you go to our website at straightupshowpodcast.com that's str number eight upshowpodcast.com there you have our previous episodes you'll see tim's exclusive episode today on there where you can stream it also you get our merchandise as well if you want to support us go to our patreon page at patreon.com forward slash show podcast 318 that's patreon.com forward slash show podcast 318 until then there's only one rule to our show you gotta be straight up all right y'all see y'all later